Hello and welcome to the Bottle of Red podcast, where this week I'm joined by regular contributor Ross Dickey. Hello, Ross. Hello, Ross. And our special guest, Jonathan Whitelaw, who you might remember from episode one. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Ross, and hello, Ross. Hello, Jonathan. It's like the Waltons in here. So uh, today I thought that we would talk about sex, uh, sex in literature, sex in fiction. Uh, uh, Jonathan, do you want to get us started? Do you think... <laughs> Shall I get us started <laughs> with the sex? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move into the foreplay segment. Lovely. Do, do you think that sex is still a taboo in fiction? Yes. Yes, I do. As I discussed before when I was on this podcast, it's a... Uh, it's, it's very easy in literature to skip the uh, nitty-gritty um, and the, 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 the birds and the bees, and, and it still happens. Maybe maybe it's because there's a whole subgenre of erotica um, and, and fiction that caters for the so-called nitty-gritty that, uh, that, that exists out there in the kind of mainstream uh, literary, literary scene. Uh, however, that said, I, that there must be a, a sort of a halfway house uh, between you know all out balls to the wall um, fiction that, that deals you know the proper kind of you know Jelly Cooper type stuff and your mainstream paperback that you would pick up out of, out of Watersons. See, I wonder. See, you're you're looking at the uh, erotic fiction as the kind of the obvious next step that we that we don't include in mainstream literature, but that that's a a hyper fantasized version of sex that's not like real sex ross what do you think about that i'm not sure i'd say that it's taboo necessarily i think that there are a lot of writers that write about sex and you've got people like um martin amos or philip roth or charles bukowski who write quite a lot about sex um granted they're all white males um middle-aged meals middle-aged well yeah now and so maybe maybe that is something maybe that's changed with generations um yeah i I, yeah i I definitely wouldn't say that it's taboo i think that it's certainly true that a lot of writers shy away from the subject for one reason or another um do you think a a lot of writers when they they write about sex again i'm thinking of all male examples here but you mentioned charles bukowski and uh, urban welsh as well uh, is an, it's another one that comes mm. to mind. It's uh, it's filthy the sex that they write about. Like it's it's kind of like gross. Yes, it's cartoon. Um, it's, it's like cartoon violence, isn't it? It's 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 a caricature of it. It's, I what what I think is interesting about the, the writers that you mentioned there, Ross, is that those writers as as authors were very much painted themselves as anti-establishment and figures who would who who wanted to bust taboo any and every opportunity and made very good careers and, and, and have written themselves into, into the kind of popular zeitgeist deservedly so because of that um, but I, I, I you know my feelings towards sex as a subject within literature is that it still exists as something that has to be debunked it's not your run-of-the-mill subject like it is in real life you know in, in, in everyday life people are talking about sex at work what do you mean by that the debunking sex? well I, I think I think that's, if, that's really enthusiastic if you're debunking if you're a, <laughs> I suppose the debunking but uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, I, yeah I, I think that I, I, 
I don't think in literature it's treated as a, a, a as a subject that that almost every other subject is in literature. I think there's still a I, I don't know I don't know if I would go so far as to say that there's a fear of of addressing it. But you look at things like alcoholism, drug abuse. Irvin Welsh obviously addresses this those topics regularly in his work. Um, you know, single parents. Uh, stress at work, romance, infidelity and things like that. All these things, writers don't have a problem addressing them full on, straight at it um, as much as they want and, and, and some people again make careers out of it. Yet when it comes to when it comes to that sort of intimacy of relationship, exactly as you said earlier on, it seems to be a case of there's either nothing or it's skipped over, or it's that hyper hyper fantasized image of it. Do you, do you think that's because it's difficult to do? That a lot of writers shy away from writing about it, or do you think they're embarrassed to write about it, or do you think that they're Should be. concerned that they won't be taken seriously because they will be um, sort of lumped in with the, I, the Jelly Coopers and the I, 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 uh, E.L. Yeah, Jameses I, I, of the world? I totally agree. I, I think that because we because we exist. In a culture where reading that 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 sort of material is all grouped in together, it, it's it's a, a sort of cycle where people don't try to write it because they don't want to automatically be stigmatised with it. Um, How much of it do you think is that we uh, we tend not to talk about sex? Like we make jokes, we made several jokes here. I thought of, of course, one when yeah. Ross was asking you how difficult you found it. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it, it's not really acceptable to talk honestly about your sex life. I think, uh, yeah. Like, do you feel, you, you included sex in your book, Jonathan. Uh-huh. Uh, I think there were two sex scenes, one with two people and yeah, one with one, one, one person. person. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, yeah, of course. And, yeah. and that was uh, particularly the solo experience was, was one of the most memorable segments of the book because uh, I felt it was honest. Now, how do you respond <coughs> to very, that? Very nice of you. Thank you very much. That's a, that's a wonderful compliment. I, I think what you've got to... In, in, in my novel, Morbid Relations, the, the two sex scenes that are included in it are part of the plot, but it is, a, it is a dark comedy novel. And when I was writing them and I was putting them in and deciding to put them in or not, it was, a, it was for comic effect. Not necessarily slapstick, you know, pie in the face. Hey, slapstick, yeah, slapstick, <laughs> pie, pie in the face. You know, it, it, this could, this could, this is endless. You know, but um, endless comedy value. But yeah, I, I, it's you know, particularly that the second segment is very much a a, a a set piece within the novel that was used for a wider uh, comedy value, essentially. You know, and. and I don't think, well... I, well, I, no, but you I say it's comedy value, but, but you were talking about um, those two uh, sex scenes contributing to the plot, and the masturbation scene does add to the plot, because it tells you something about the main character. Of course, yeah, yeah. I think um, when I when I included those scenes in, in the, the novel, it was something that I did think I, you, you have to be very careful as a writer when you're doing it, because you don't want to appear to be being needlessly smutty or smutty for the sake of being smutty. And that exists within, I well, as a, from a writing point of view, that's something that I feel that if I'm doing it, I don't want to cross that line into, uh, into erotica, essentially, you know? Why not? Because it, it, it's, it's a totally different genre. It's a totally different part of, of, of the well, Writers have blurred genres before. 
Well, do you mean like you know sort of crime and, and science fiction? And yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Well, maybe you know, that's why not. The, why not have an erotic section? Is why it, not? Uh, you know, is it because it's because it doesn't feel real to be? You know, if it's going well, does it not seem real? Ross, to what extent do you find masturbation darkly comic? <laughs> 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 I think uh, ignoring your question entirely. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting. I, th- I think there's not necessarily uh, an appetite for like. I, I'm wondering how much of it has to do with the fact that um, if you're talking about realistic representations of sex, um, I wonder how much of it has to do with the sense on the part of the, the writer that people don't really want a realistic portrayal of what sex mm. is like, which yep. is often. Mm, yep. yeah. Especially, yeah, and that, that doesn't that isn't just true of literature. That sort of translates into all forms of entertainment. Yeah. I think. Well, Game of Thrones is the obvious touchstone for the uh, right. current discussion on sex. Uh, it's obviously famous for the sex position scenes. Where, do you watch Game of Thrones? I do. Yep. So it's famous. Avidly. It's famous for the sex position scenes, which is basically that you um, put some boobs on screen to distract the reader while you explain the plot. Hmm. Uh, do you? Do you think that's brave of Game of Thrones, or do you think they're still treating it as a taboo? Uh, I don't. I don't doubt for a second that it's been part of, maybe not the appeal, but certainly how Game of Thrones is sold. Uh, you know, the, the, I mean, it's kind of what you're talking about with the put it in sex well, just to to, to, to the sell audience. sex sales, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, Ian McShane, uh, the fantastic love joy to a whole generation of of of. Uh, of Brits and beyond, uh, and Al Swearingen is it in, in Deadwood? Deadwood, yeah. Um, Swearingen, sorry. He was a uh, he was in the, the most recent series of, of Game of Thrones, um, and he was interviewed. I think it, it was it was quite a big it was quite a big a, a casting announcement when it when it was announced before the series premiered, and uh, he was asked to describe it, and I believe he used the term "it's tits and dragons." And he's not the first one to he's not the first one to use it as a. Where as do a, I sign? <laughs> yeah, exactly, precisely. <laughs> it's good work, well, if you can get it. Um, yeah, he he's a, he's he's not the first person to describe it as that. And and there are numerous cast members, both pro and against it, and critics pro and against Game of Thrones who have used that that term. So were there cast members against the sex in Game of Thrones? Well, it depends on if you if you if you see that as a derogatory remark. I mean, oh, against the remark, not against the. I I I I I've not read any kind of literature that says that people are against directly that the sex scenes of Game of Thrones. But you know, regard regardless of, of whether that's the case, that's it is a major selling point for for the for the series, and it gets people talking because sex is still regarded, as you say, Ross, in, in entertainment as a taboo. I think going back to what we were talking about with with my book in, in particular, from a from a commercial point of view, if you know, there's obviously there's obviously a, like any form of entertainment, it's all about how much you can sell it and how much of it sells. And I think maybe I, I, that's not just with kind of mixing erotica with crime or science fiction. I think you know you, you never really want to have a, a novel or a piece of work or a TV show or film or whatever that sort of finds itself slipping between the cracks of. Genres <laughs> again, you know. <laughs> I should point out that was totally accidental. Um, yeah, That's you, kind of a, 
you, you lot don't. moment in your book as well, that very line. But. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Oh God! Well, there we go. It's, it's art reflecting reality. Then, no. But yeah, you, you, you know, you don't want something that falls in between in between certain certain aspects of it. That means that you can't sell it. Essentially, you know, you, you don't want it to be. It's too crazy for boy town, too boy for crazy town. That 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 type of line, you know. You don't want your art smutty, and you don't want your smut arty. That's the line. Well, yeah, it didn't, it didn't do. You know, it didn't it, it, like you take someone like a from the art world? Oh, it's in art all the time, isn't it? I suppose you know the, the Renaissance art's full of a of kind of you know nudes and what have you. And it didn't didn't seem to do any of the Botticelli's or Raphael's or do them any any harm there we're still talking about their work so I was speaking to a, a guy who's a sculptor a few months ago and he was talking about uh, he was sculpting um, a, a giant Ken doll actually was like eight foot high and uh, obviously it had no penis uh, but that uh, obviously well it's a Ken doll right <laughs> <laughs> just smooth but it did it was totally smooth but I uh, it, it I brought up the subject of uh, small peni in the uh, in art, you know, yep. in sculptures. Is that the plural of penis? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> but he was saying it's because if you have uh, even a regular sized penis in a sculpture, then the sculpture becomes about the penis. Mm. It's not the sculpture <clears throat> no, 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 of course, no. as a whole. Uh, and I think that the same is true uh, in any art form. Uh, so in that same Ian McShane... Uh, yeah. Game of Thrones thing, uh, we saw a, a central character's penis in the next episode, mm-hmm. and that was one of the first peni, I think, that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people were talking about it the next day, because it was so unusual, which makes me think that having it, you know, it's okay to have boobs on screen, but having a penis on screen is really mm-hmm. quite shocking. Well, that sort of comes back to what I was saying at the beginning. You know, I could easily think of um, quote-unquote serious male authors who write about sex. Uh, and when you, you talked about Game of Thrones as well. Um, and so I don't think it's so much that people are afraid of talking about sex or that or writing about sex or that it's taboo, um, but there is certainly an imba- an imbalance there. Um, an imbalance where? In that it's it's sort of mostly males representing females in a particular way, and it's it's often a sort of male fantasy type thing. Yeah, I think male fantasy. You mean it's it's still it's still a sort of male dominated world when it comes to the projection of it on on screen or in art or what yeah well i mean there, there's you know there are exceptions i mean we've 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 talked about Julie cooper and el james but yep. a lot of people wouldn't consider them to be literary authors mm-hmm. um whereas martin amos e McEwen's another person who talk, who writes about sex um you know you certainly would say that they are um and part of that depends on how realistic the depiction of sex is 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 there a well? Here's a question for you. Then is there a is there a, a possibility that the the taboo of sex in literature only exists because, as a world, it's still dominated by its past and past is prejudice too strong a word? But you know, you look at someone Victorian like Victorian values. You would you, you exactly as you say, Ross. You would never hold Jilly Cooper up against Martin Amos. Uh, as as two literary uh, heavyweights, you know, one would either be mentioned or the other in two very sort of separate conversations, talking about two very different types of, of novels and de- different types of writers. So maybe the you know is 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 it possible that we still have this attitude towards sex because within a writing point of view, 
it's still to catch up with the with the sort of equality that we're seeing across across the across things like television, across uh, you know the people that are in charge that are making these decisions. It's a lot more equal. Still a long way to go, obviously, but it's a lot more equal than it was, say, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Is that a possibility? I don't know that it is. I don't know. I think it's getting worse. You know, it's, think? it's rare that you see an unsculpted body on television or films having sex. Mm. Uh, what would be interesting, actually, you know, talking about the Game of Thrones and, and, and you know, the, the two showrunners are male. Yeah. George R. R. Martin is male. Um, it would be interesting to do... Although lauded for his depiction of women. George R. R. Martin. I think from, from, from the television point of view, I think kind of moving, you know, it would be interesting to see how many female directors or female writers of episodes were, were involved mm. in that 10 episode run. I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah. I, you know, it could, could, could be, could be 50, 50, could be, could be anything. I don't know, but I, I think, you know, from a, from a kind of statistical point of view, it'd be quite interesting to see who, who was involved. I feel like in the first series of Game of Thrones, uh, Ross, you, you don't watch it, do you? No, I don't. No, no. so you're This is going to mean nothing to you, but, uh, <laughs> Um, Daenerys uh, is uh, taken f- for a wife by the, the wild horse riding yep. tribe uh, and the king of the horse riders uh, basically rapes her repeatedly in the first few series uh, her body's used as the uh, she's a, a bargaining chip for her brother to secure an army um, but over the course of the season uh, she takes control in the bedroom uh, seduces her husband stops being seen as an object and more as an equal contributor to the marriage uh, and eventually, uh, it's become basically becomes about power. They're having sex, of but it's all about power. Yep. And that's something that I think Game of Thrones has lost as it's gone on. Is yes. that sex has become more yep. of a titillation rather than a plot device. But that that's not necessarily a that that, that I think that's a criticism that you can level at any show that's lasted as long as it has. You know, we're sixty of the episodes in now. I would beg uh, anybody and listeners of this podcast to to point out any series or count how many series they can in the one hand that still had its original freshness and approach 60 episodes in, or indeed six series in, that's, you know, that, that was still able to, 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 to bat uh, as high as it was when it first, when it, when it first reached its pop- the, the heights of its popularity. So that, that, you know, that, that could be its TV after all, I suppose. And, it's the same, and again, it's the same in literature, it's the same in writing, you know, so some, you know, we're, we're, again, we're talking about Charles Bukowski and, and Martin Amos and things, you know, these, these chaps have all, have all written dozens of books now but they're not all great but that's my opinion but it's, it's also I'm not a Bukowski pop, fan pop, popular well popular belief is that you know that, that you know out of, out of how many they've written they've got their highs but they've certainly got their lows as well mm. it's just it's just a natural progression I suppose of art so many pages are given to the seduction part of sex and the aftermath uh, you know it's I, I find it I find it peculiar that you would uh, focus in such detail on the, the the what people say to each other and how they glance at each other and the way that they touch each other before they actually have sex and then they actually get to the bedroom and you skip it and then it's the next morning. So I don't I don't know what well, I, I I feel I I think I kind of see what you're saying but at the same time uh, this is possibly a little bit too personal but uh, I think that a lot of the enjoyment of sex is in anticipation and that that sort of lead up is more interesting perhaps as a reader i agree i totally agree thank you yeah at least one of us did you know? <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm interested in the fact that it was disappointing for you i never said it was disappointing <laughs> <laughs> oh for her 
No, Wait. no, I'm no, I'm <laughs> No, if, so if the if the anticipation is the exciting <clears throat> bit, and then you actually have sex, and that is the the disappointing bit, then I want. I'm not to saying it's disappointing. I think that it's just we do have particularly uh, in modern times. I think that sex is not depicted in a realistic way, um, and it comes back to sort of whether or not there is actually an appetite for people to read about the sort of awkwardness and the sort of, yeah, like what sex is actually like. I think people prefer to imagine... Uh, less is more, almost. Yes, I think that's a big part of it. Um, There's a Fraser line, if less is more, imagine how much more more would be. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, precisely. Do, do, you think, uh, do you think that it's... Um, like the, the prospect of it, you know, again, coming back to a sort of commercial aspect of it, do you think the prospect of a piece of work like Fifty Shades of Grey, phenomenally successful, you know, the, 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 the great success story, literary success story, self-publishing success story in the last 10 years, <coughs> excuse me, do you think that a lot of it comes down to not necessarily in the literature what the description and what the actual sex is in whether it's plot driven or what it actually is in the book, but the prospect of it, the idea that the book's getting handed around or people are talking about it going, God, you've got to read this because it's mm. about X, Y, and Z or XXX. It's, it, that's, that's what people kind of go for when it comes to sex. You know, you, you very rarely will get in literary terms people going, You've got to read the new James Patterson book because it's got a fantastic car chase sequence in it, <laughs> or you've got to read the new Harry Potter because there's a there's, there's a there's a great description of the Great Hall of Hogwarts. You know, whereas E.L. James's Fifty Shades series was always very much about sex, very much about sex, and it's like you know what what people are talking about, it, people are arguing about it. What do you think? Do you think then that part of the appeal of it is just that it was breaking taboos? Oh, well, it could be. It could be. Everyone likes a gossip. Yeah, Everyone like it's a sort Chatter. of modern equivalent of Lady Chatterley's lover. That's the right. Title. I don't know that. Um... I'm sure that, no, that's, that's a terrible comparison, of course, but, but in terms of as a literary phenomenon, as a source of controversy, perhaps. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't yeah, read, read, read Fifty Shades, so I don't particularly. Nor have I. Nor have I. So there we go. There's, there's three guys talking. However, about... though, however, we all know about it. Uh, yes. Yeah, we do, and I, so, I suspect that the success is in large part due to. Uh, the, su- the success of sex itself is the anticipation and it's the of course. Uh, there's sex in this oh I can't wait to get to the saucy stuff you're talking about how it is omitted from a lot of books I mean can, can you think of any novels that you've read where you think they are materially worse for the lack of description well, of I want to see sex in EastEnders you want to see it in yeah I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even want to see standards. No, that, I, 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 mean, I, go, I second that. <laughs> but if you're going to look at a, real, a realistic depiction of life, I want to know about people's uh, problems in bed, including the mistakes and the mishaps. And uh, I, I, I agree. I, I just finished reading I, Wuthering Heights. I, I appreciate that this is a historical... Um, it wasn't appropriate in the day. Yeah. Uh, but I kind of wanted to know what folk were doing in the bedroom in that book, because I felt like that was a, a gaping... So uh, from, from from a from a plot perspective, you felt that yeah. on an overall again going back to what you were saying before, it kind of felt that it would have fleshed out the characters a little bit more. Yeah, definitely, because a lot of the characters are uh, sickly. They're in marriages that are, are arranged for financial reasons. They're not arranged for love, and yet they keep having children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so That's I, a good point, I want yeah, to know yeah. what's going on in the bedroom. Although I understand that 
uh, wasn't the time or the place. 1830s, yeah, of course. you weren't going to write that in a book. Uh, is it? Is it something that... Um, but then I, this is, you, this is my not, point. Do I don't think, know how far we've moved on. Do you not think, though, that you can paint a richer image in your own imagination? I can't imagine it happening at all. <laughs> I, don't mean to be, I don't mean to be flippant, but some of the characters of Mother and Hanks are so sickly and feeble that I cannot imagine them having sex. And so I do want to know how they... Uh, and do you think focused that that, on the task? I well, I think you you sort of touched on this before. I, I uh, <laughs> sorry, touched on this. Uh, <laughs> Set I, yourself before, up, be, no, Rob. Before I cut you off, uh, but you're, I wonder if this is a modern preoccupation. You know, the fact that you expect sex to be described. Do you think that is simply because we are so used to seeing sex everywhere these days? Mm. Um, yeah, in possibly, music, yeah. in film, mm. in I mean, the internet is full of it. Um, do you think that's just because it's what I've you've come to that. expect? <laughs> it's on computers these days. Yeah. It's kind of like books on a screen. <laughs> really long and far less interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, possibly. Possibly we are. I don't. I don't know. I don't, well, I don't think but, the Victorians were very preoccupied with sex. But on but on that time. but on that point, you know, where where sex has become so accessible across all forms of media, we still have this. This, this almost self censorship from writers in in books to not you know it's it's for fear of being smart precisely it's it's like you know you, you writers still don't seem to be addressing it headlong they're addressing it a lot better than they were in the forties or the eighteen thirties however when you when you look at literature when you pick up a book about real supposed in inverted commas real life there's still there there, there may be more than there was in Lady Chatterley's Lover or Wuthering Heights. But compared to the watershed on television or cinema or or, or or magazines and things, it's still it's still quite prudish. So that's what we think, but we want to know what you think. If you have any comments on today's show, you can get in touch with me on Twitter at Ross A. Garner. Uh, you can reach Jonathan at JDWhiteLaw13. And you can reach me at Bottle of Rednet. Next week we're having a, a, a holiday. The uh, Bottle of Red team are going caravanning together in the south of Wales. But we'll be back the week after that when our regular contributor Justin Anderson will join us again. To make sure you don't miss it, make sure you subscribe now on iTunes, Overcast, Pocket Cast, or wherever you get your uh, podcasts. And please do leave a review. Thanks for listening.